The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Schmitty Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Did you? So far, so good. So far, so good. We've been out about a week. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Let's keep going. Well, it's good that we're still here. It's bad. He did not win the lottery. Gosh. But nobody won. Nobody won. I cannot believe that nobody won. I I can't believe that. We need to win the lottery so we can get new headphones because these creaky things are loud. We really do. We really do. (laughs) But I just, I can't understand. What are the odds that so many people played and yet... Nobody won. It's Nobody. weird. And so they say now it's going to be like 1.2 billion or something. It was 949 million on Saturday night. And that's what I said. I had. I can't, first of all, I'm bad at math and I couldn't wrap my head around the idea. So it was at like 500 million. Then, so if you think about almost another 500 million onto that and it's $2 a ticket. So it's 250 million tickets, not one person matched. What are the odds of that? Like, I guess, because I, what are the odds of, Winning, I guess it's one in who knows. But uh, they 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 had that on the television last night about what the odds of winning were, and I can't remember it. But I mean, it's something absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you got, you got more chance of becoming the Queen of England than okay. you have winning the lottery. I mean, come on. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'm still gonna try. Like I got a buck and a hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I can do it. But I will say that you know a lot of people say I don't know why you play that you're never gonna win. And the funny thing is, I only play when it gets over a hundred million. You know, because like fifty million is not enough for me to live on. So I have. <laughs> to wait but you know to me the price of a ticket two dollar ticket or whatever the mental and psychological aspect of what it does for me is worth it because I sit there and I daydream about what I will do with that money and it's just like you allow yourself to go there and like I seriously I was walking my dogs and I was daydreaming I had that money worked out I had it I'm gonna buy a big tract of land in Montana and I'm going to have a haven I'm gonna rescue animals all kinds of animals circus animals whatever build these beautiful cabins for vets and let them live for free I'm gonna feed everybody I'm gonna have these beautiful little tiny cabins for those who want to work room and board free I'll give you a stipend then I wanted to build like you know bunk barracks you know like nice cabins for people who want to come and volunteer I want to have a program for kids I mean like this, I, and I'm coming to work there. You, I'm there. You, That's it. We'll split it 50-50. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm it, yeah. But like I already – and it was so real and it was so done in my head. You know what I mean? Like I – I want it. But you know what? I like that because that's not it. You're not saying, oh, you're going to go buy a yacht. You're not going to, you, oh, you know, yeah, you no. just, no. Because I don't think you're that kind of person. Neither no. am I. If I'm, if I get that money, I'm yeah. going to put it to good use. Right. And yeah, am I going to get myself a new car? Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. And maybe, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to maybe yeah. splurge a little bit, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to put it for good use. What are you going to do with it? Well, I'm going to do rescue i'm gonna do mm-hmm. that that's my passion i'll help you and will you pay um, me to do it with you yeah okay good. yeah and i, I and i want to create a, a sanctuary again rather yes. like you mm-hmm. and maybe i'll do it down here in the south mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's and i also would like to create a theater as well nice. um have a theater company yes because that's my other passion yeah and travel a lot 
Yep. Um, I but I think you know like, are we separated at birth? I think we are. But also, I'd like to do a lot of stuff for children. Um, yes. You know, children and animals. I think it can, can be such a a powerful and um, a, an amazing relationship. And and I would like to do a lot for kids. Okay. So we promise to the lottery <laughs> idols, gods, whatever you want to call them, that we will use our powers for good. So could we please? win of course we have Please. to play but um yes so i'd like to um win you know what though what well, was uh, uh fantastic i mean i had a good christmas it's it's i think it's always good when the holiday season is done yeah i mean you have a fun time but then you just want to get back to work well i'm yeah. a bit of a workaholic so i like to get back to work but what what i always love about this, the January, and I hate January as a month. I hate it. It's, it's my worst month. Oh, it's my February. birthday month. No, okay, that, that's great. <laughs> I know. That's great. And I don't really like it either and anymore. And it's your husband's birthday month too, mm-hmm. so it's good. But it's just because it's cold and I don't like yeah, the cold. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but one of my highlights of January is Regiftmas. Oh, yes, Regiftmas. Explain what Regiftmas is. Every year, Holly has a big party and it's Regiftmas, and it's where you get... We get to bring, you wrap up and you get to bring the worst gift that you got that Christmas or that mm-hmm. holiday season and you bring it and everybody, everything's wrapped up so nobody knows what's inside and then everybody gets a number and then one by one you pick. It's a white elephant. It's a white elephant. Oh my gosh. And there were some stunning. Oh, this I was the ca- best ever. It was. I cannot believe that people get given gifts like that. I know. This is, I think, the eighth year and... It's getting worse and worse. Can I tell you my and gift? Can I tell yes. you the gift that I picked? Yeah. Well, t- you can tell both gifts because you, your gift got stolen the first one you picked. It did. My first one that I picked was, um, I'm not kidding. And literally, I Literally, really, and you can say literally in this situation. Literally a pile of poo. And mm-hmm. it was a gift that had been given to somebody, and we can't say the name because mm-hmm. we don't want the person... Um, to get in trouble for giving the gift. Oh yes, get in trouble for giving. <laughs> it was it was a, a clay model of a long piece of poop. And I, I was still trying to figure out why they received that, but I don't. I have, but it got. No believe idea. it or not, it got stolen. It somebody got stolen wanted it. Stolen because you can, if you don't want to open another gift, you can yeah. actually steal another gift that somebody has already opened. Mm-hmm. And my gift got stolen. I was really because I was going to have some fun with that. I know. I what, was really going to have oh. some fun with that. I was going <laughs> to. What did you end up with? Um, I ended up with. Well, it wasn't oh. the greatest gift, but it was a sort of a really horrible yeah. display plate. That you could have put food on it if there wasn't a warning that if you put food on it, it will poison you. You will, the, the food will be poisoned. Seriously. But what was it a picture Sorry. of? It was like a bad painting of something. It was a bad painting of, and I didn't know what city skyline it was. Uh. First of all, I thought it was New York, but then it wasn't. But it was so bad. Yeah. And I feel really pretty offended if I if I was given that. Oh. Is that bad? N- no. But you have to think. Like, I get odd gifts for the holidays from my husband's family who are, they're great people, but I think maybe they just don't know my taste. That's what I'm going to say. But um, I usually end up putting in a bag of all the stuff I get a compilation. And usually there's some duck dynasty, something in there. There was a duck year. dynasty cut, wasn't there? But I'll tell you though, my gift was odd and I loved it. And I've been wearing them. I got pink flamingo slippers. Yeah. And to be honest with you, they're very 
comfortable. But here's the funny part. So I woke up Saturday morning and it was cold. I was like, oh, I'm going to put on my new slippers. And I put them on and both of my dogs ran from the room because they saw me walking and they're like, what in the... But then I realized, then they start sniffing around them. Cashmere is going to use them as a chew toy. Like I think she can't distinguish because that's what they... They're huge. And so I have to keep them hidden. They're pink flamingos. Pink they flamingos. are pink flamingo. They are huge. Somebody got a full Star Wars uh, pajama set onesie with a cape. I know. Alex Andy's wanted that too. She wanted that. She wanted me to steal that, but I, I felt bad. My concern though is that somebody's going to wear it. You can't wear that to bed. You're going to choke with the cape. So I think there should be a warning on that one. Oh, Alex is here. Oh, she would wear it out to dinner. That's great. That would be good. That would, would be good. Would, we should have gotten it for it. I would pay to see that. Oh, we needed some dating and advice. And <laughs> If she's going to wear that underwear. for dinner, that's not good. Yeah. So okay. anyway, it was very fun. But if you ever want to do this gift, wherever you are, this party rather, it's called Re-Gift Miss. And it's a whole lot of fun. It's just girls. We do it only girls. And you just bring the worst gift you have, wrap it up, white elephant, and everybody gets a – it's such a hoot. Everybody laughs so much. And it's and I, I it's groups from all over. So it's my work friends, my play friends, my neighborhood friends. And it's just – I love getting different people together. So try it at home. If you – you know, email us. Um, you know, go to Victoria do, – do the website, Positively.com. If you want more information about how to do it, we'll tell you exactly how to do it. But it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. You know, also what I'm excited about this January is that I will be going to finally – Finally, I've been meaning to go to Villa Lobos down in um, New Orleans for a long time. What is that? And Villa Lobos is, if you've ever seen um, Pitbulls and Parolees on yeah. Animal Planet, it's where Tia Torres and her family have yeah. their rescue, the Pitbull rescue down there. Oh. Um, it used to be in, this, uh, in California. Now it's down in New Orleans, and uh, we'll be going there this week. So what... what- can anybody go there or is it a private what um, do they do well I think yeah I mean there obviously you can go there for adoption but because they film a lot and because oh, yeah. they um, are on TV you know I think they have to be quite careful about yeah. just um, uh, who goes there so mm-hmm. they, but they do do tours and I think they do oh. tours every day but it's also a working um, TV set as well oh. so because the, the show uh, Pipples and Prolies yeah. follows Tia at Torres and her family doing their rescue and doing their adoptions and fighting the fight actually for all these amazing dogs. So it's uh, Tia was on my show. It's me or the dog many, many years ago Mm -hmm. when I was filming in California. And so we, we met each other there and I met her daughters, but I haven't seen her for years. So, for me to go down to Villa Lobos, I tell you, I'm so, I'm like, I'm going to be a kid in a candy I store. I love it. I want to come. You know, I love pit bulls. I have a mix and they're one of my favorite breeds. Well, you um, can come, Holly. I mean, we're just when you going? going to be down there. Like, when are you going? <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going, uh, we're going soon. All soon. right. We'll talk about your schedule. Um, but here, uh, we should get her on the show sometime for one of our podcasts. Cause yes. I would love to talk about, you know, we all fight that fight about pit bulls. I have a mix, you know, she's the sweetest thing ever. And, and you know, any dogs. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to. So hopefully next um, next season of podcasts we can get her on. That'd we be can great. Get her on because she's such a powerhouse. And you know what? It's not a lot of people, pitbull advocates out there, um, or people who see people as pitbull advocates think that we're all crazy. Mm-hmm. And of course we're not. And no. I think Tia is a really great example that this is a just a jam, down to earth common sense mm-hmm. person who who there's no um what's the word she's just she's just very real mm-hmm. and very genuine no pretension no, no not at all it is what hands. it is and there's anybody who knows pitbulls it's her yeah and that's why i just i think she's she's a great advocate for the pitbull breed t- and the pitbull breed type mm-hmm. uh, and that's why 
pit bulls and pearlies have been have has done so well that's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I look forward. I would love to meet her, and I would love to talk about it. Um, and, you know, um, because we're in a new year, I have to tell you that uh, Alex, our Uber producer, went through the uh, the Ask Victoria bag. Apparently, a lot of people have are starting the year off with a lot of questions, um, uh-huh. which is good because, you know, we're going to make 2016 the most the, the best year for animal education. I think let's, that's, that's my New Year's resolution so that everybody – treats their dogs in a positive manner and you know 2016 is going to be a good year for that what do you think i think so let's do it then hey you got something on your mind are you a wizard a genius how do they make a miniature i mean is there some way some process they they physically miniaturize the dog or is it a puppy or what what the devil is going on that's a really good question i've got my work cut out for me here Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, You obviously don't know my dog. Just ask Victoria. Dogs delight in learning and Zooks provides the energy they need to fuel every training session. For 20 years, Zooks has created natural treats that energize and entice your dogs with wholesome, antioxidant-rich ingredients. Zooks are as nutritious as they are delicious. Learn more at Zooks.com. All right, let's jump in to a new year with Neil from Texas. And this, his question, he says, Victoria, I'm a 46-year-old busy physician who is single, lives in a house with a yard. I have never had a pet, but I would very much like to get a young dog, a Vizsla or a Rhodesian Ridgeback. I am up fairly early, five-ish, and will have time to walk the dog for 30 to 45 minutes daily and when I return from work. I work eight to six and relatively free on the weekends to play with the dog. I'm very, very busy, but I think a dog in my life would relieve some of the loneliness. Do you think the dog would be happy with this routine? I would hate to get a dog and underestimate its needs. Your advice would be appreciated. Thanks. And I got to tell you that I'm not, I'm not a dog behaviorist, but I can solve that question in one word, Alex, our producer. That would alleviate, because she could take care of the dog. And what, but anyway, sorry. she's awesome. Uh, where is he based? He's in Texas. God, you know? I love him already. I, I do. I I do because that's such a that that's just such a beautiful email. Yeah, because he's done so many things right here. Hasn't he done? Yeah. Tell everybody he's, what he did right. He's <laughs> really thinking about it. He's mm-hmm. thinking about oh, this is my job. This is my day. I'm free in the weekends, but I am out eight to six. I do get up at five a.m. Though, good grief, five a.m. And but he's thinking about it. How lovely! He's a very intelligent man. Mm-hmm. He's single. Oh my God, he sounds amazing. And I he know. wants to have a dog. <gasps> I know, right? All right, we're so, gonna have loads of women just, just or men. We or don't men. know either way. It's fine. Could but be. this we guy sounds like a cat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I love you already because you're thinking about it, and that's the first. A lot of yeah. people, they get dogs just on a whim. They get dogs because they go to a pet store, God forbid, and or they go to a shelter and they kind of, they think with their heart and not their head. Right. And he's thinking with his head. Well, he's a physician. So. But he also is thinking with his heart as far as wanting to relieve his loneliness and this dog is going to be great cared for. Um, I, I would, first of all, I'm going to say don't get a puppy. Mm-hmm. You do not need a puppy, and that's and please go to a shelter. And I think mm-hmm. you'd be good if you get a relatively... So the mid-energy mixed breed of, do- I mean, could be a purebred, could be mixed breed of dog that, you know, would be good, maybe sort of four or five years old so or like- even older, just just because a puppy when yeah. you're out all day is just a no-go. Even like a two or three-year-old would be all right? Or- maybe, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just talking the about the breed. energy level. Um, but regardless, I know you're taking your dog out. 
5 a.m. You're gonna walk for 30, 40 minutes. God, I love you so much. I wish you could be my husband. My husband doesn't walk the dogs at all. Yeah, anyway, mine. moving swiftly on. Yes. Um, eight to six is still a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what that's that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too long. Mm-hmm. But it's not too long if you have a dog walker come in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. That you absolutely must have mm-hmm. if you're going to get a dog. You sound like you've got all the love in the world to give a dog. You sound that sound like you're, you're going to put a lot of time and effort into it. But you must, must get a dog walker throughout in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of times a week, take your dog to doggy daycare. Perfect. And that's it. Change Problem it solved. Yeah. I, I think, I, you know, I don't... Dogs that go to doggy daycare every day, it's exhausting mm-hmm. for them because can most doggy daycares just continual play. I mean, mm-hmm. they do maybe get a little rest period, but oh, it's exhausting. That's quite stressful. Right. So maybe a couple of times a week, doggy daycare, and three times a week, a dog walker. Perfect. He's a physician. He can afford it. Yeah. We hope, yes. Uh, I think so. Yeah. D- can't, don't, I mean, well, am I, mean, I but, not being naive? Or? No, but, and also the one, one of the um, considerations is though, you know, like you were saying, is that dogs do cost money. I mean, you have vet bills, they you do. have food bills, so you should consider that in there when you. Absolutely. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think this guy's perfect for he that. Is. And that two things, boom, done. Done. Wow. And <sighs> what about, okay, so let me ask you this. For someone like that, what about. Two dogs rescuing if they're friends and, you know what I mean, that right. way. You've just got to make sure that, you know, they're both for, for a while that they both get on with each other, that there's no fighting, mm-hmm. that there's, you know, and uh, they're not crated all day. Um, so, so getting two dogs is fine, but just make sure that they do have a good relationship before you leave them by themselves. Right. But I still think with two dogs, you're still going to need to do doggy daycare. You're still going to need. Right. Um to to get a dog walker but it is company and dogs don't do well in social isolation right if you think about it i mean they are like two-year-old children yeah and you don't you're not, not going to leave a two-year-old kid by itself are you Mm-mm. um and you're gonna you're gonna want to have friends for that so i do feel like i used to be sadie used to be an only dog but i feel even though jasmine's quite a character mm-hmm. there's still company for yes. her yes it's another breathing thing yeah. in the house. Mm, I felt like that even when I had one dog and a cat, at least they could look at each other and they were alive, you mm-hmm. know, walking around, staring at a wall. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to Erin uh, from Michigan. And she said, hi, I have a shepherd puppy, uh, shepherd mix puppy who's nine months old. His name is Leon. He's a very submissive dog, but he also gets nervous when people come over. He will usually pee, then he'll lay on his bed and just growl. He's never shown teeth and he's never tried to bite. But what can I do to stop this? He's great with my two girls. All right. That's I, interesting. Where, now, I, I'm i making a guess that this pup pees when somebody tries to touch him. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that usual for pups to pee in uh, submissively or uh, excitedly it is, but mm-hmm. submissively when nobody touches them when nobody goes towards them so i'm figuring out that the pee happens because people are maybe bending down to try touch Mm -hmm. or um you know wanting to have a relationship as most Mm -hmm. people do when they go into a home with a dog you want to say hello to the dog and that's what that's most instances when you get submissive pee when it's just too much and the dog is giving you the ultimate expression of Mm -hmm. submission and peeing like that um bless this dog's heart so 
Rule number one for any guest that comes into your home is to simply ignore the dog. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds, oh, you can't ignore that. That's terrible. No, the dog doesn't need to have the pressure of you saying hello to it, trying to touch it, trying right. to have a relationship with it. It's obviously not that well socialized. And it gets all the socialization that it desires from the family that it lives with. So right. just ignore the dog. Even if the dog comes over and says hello to you, even the dog comes over and smells you, just say, you can then say, hello. And that's it. Don't try touch. Mm-hmm. Because for this dog, it sounds like that's just too much. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that it's going on to, to its bed, and which is a, probably a safe place, mm-hmm. and growling, I... Again, I would be concerned if the dog just sits there growling mm-hmm. all the time, um, even when nobody's close to it. Mm-hmm. Does the growling occur when somebody tries to approach the bed? In that case, if it does, do not approach the bed. Tell mm-hmm. your guests, leave the dog alone, pretend the dog's not here. Now, if it's a question that the dog is just on the bed and growling as people are moving around, well, then you need to create a safe zone for Mm -hmm. your dog and have your dog in a different area behind a baby gate so your dog feels safe and your people are safe. Mm -hmm. That is your management training. Now, when you're actually teaching dogs that people coming to your home are okay, it sounds like this pup is going to need a lot of socialization Mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. And so you start that by anybody who comes into the house. Again, you're not going to go touch the dog. You're not going to communicate with the dog, but you're just going to bring the dog's favorite thing. And if it's Mm -hmm. a piece of food, just throw food on the ground and walk away. If it's a toy, just throw a toy on the ground and walk away. And what I have my um, people do is that they, on the front door, they hang a bag and um, in the bag, there are some treats that the dog likes, or there's a toy that the dog likes, mm-hmm. so that when the guest comes in, all they do is throw. Again, don't give it, mm-hmm. just throw it on the ground and move on. And then you get a dog that's now beginning to look forward to new people coming mm-hmm. into the home. You're building up that positive association. Right. And so... <clears throat> You know, is it men? Is it women? Be careful if you're having kids in there. I don't know how old these kids are, but that they're already the two girls that are in the house. But um, and and you build that up slowly. Then you get to a point where you're now having a more a, a dog that's a bit more confident, mm-hmm. and then you could potentially start having um, somebody the dog really knows well that comes around a lot. That's that connection, but. Go slowly. Mm-hmm. As we people, we want, obviously, we want quick fixes. We want things to be mm-hmm. right very quickly. But unfortunately, in dog worlds, depending on how deep-seated this, deep-rooted this fear is, it could take a while for this dog. And it's only nine months old, so hopefully there's yeah. Yeah. time to this train ways. it. Okay. Uh, this is Marissa in Connecticut, and she said, <clears throat> Hi, Victoria. I've been watching you since your show was on air, and I've recently rescued a nine-month-old puppy, another one. He is terrible with going potty in the house, and we have read, like, every book and watched a bunch of videos. You're one of the best. Do you have any tips? Please, my puppy is going to have to find another new home if not trained. Thank you. Oh, dear. What about <clears throat> sheep base? She's in Connecticut. Hmm. Okay. We don't know where in Connecticut, if it's closer to New York or not, but... Um... Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, <clears throat> nine months old, not potty trained. 
you've got to go back to Puppy 101. And I know mm-hmm. you've read, I mean, it's great you've read a lot of books and it can be very frustrating. So first of all, I've had a number of people come up to me and say, oh, my dog is starting to toilet in the house. Or we've got this new dog that's toileting in the house and we've done all the training and it doesn't work. And, and, and then I ask the question, well, have you taken it to the vet? And the answer is, oh, no. And so many of these, uh, there's just, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. There's an issue that the dog has an issue, um, whether it be like an <clears throat> infection or something or a UTI, something that is causing the dog to pee. Right. Mm-hmm. So first of all, before you do anything else, you make sure that your dog is physically fit. It's a full medical mm-hmm. checkup. If your veterinarian says it's all fine, then it's then it's going to be a behavioral issue. And the dog, oh, this dog probably hasn't been taught how to toilet appropriately mm-hmm. then you go back to puppy 101 you're taking that dog out every hour i mean literally every hour mm-hmm. and encouraging to go outside if you're if you if, if your dog has an accident inside do not take its nose and rub it in its mess please don't do that if you see your dog actually going just go uh-oh and take your dog outside immediately so they finish up outside mm-hmm. and praise when they do um, but watch for times when dogs are more likely to eliminate and those are times like after eating, after waking from a nap, after vigorous play, um, all these kind of times when any kind of excitement or even training after training session that the dog's mm-hmm. more likely going to need to go out. If you do that and you're consistent with it, you could get to the point where now, actually, now you're only actually having to take the dog out every two hours mm-hmm. and now every three hours. So you begin to build up that dog's confidence. And that's why I say, you know, you want a confident toileter. I like that, a confident Mm -hmm. toileter. I do too. Okay, Um, here's one because we were talking about Tia uh, earlier. This is from Brianna in Texas, and she says, I have a big fear of pit bulls, Mm -hmm. and my neighbor's pit came at me. How can I help her owner to get control of her and me to get over my fear? Oh, bless you, Brianna. That is scary. And I don't know when she says came at me, like trying to, Maybe it lunged at her, barked at her. Um, I don't think it made contact, did it? She didn't say it, but no, it just said came at me. So, Mm. I mean, you know, I think from just a totally outsider's perspective, you know, a lot of it is, you know, I hate to say it, like in the media, pit bulls. Oh, you know, I think we have a preconceived fear for that, and you sort of build that up in your head. And you know, to me, a pit bull is no different than a lab, or you know, just because they can be. Actually, my pit bull's sweeter than my other dog, my coonhound. But you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, they're not terrible dogs. It's not just because it's a certain breed it's going to eat you. But maybe no. this one's not controlled or taught. No, and it really <clears throat> does. I mean, it just just any breed of dog, especially a dog that is, is big and is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are powerful. And that's the way they're made. But um, you need to have a responsible person looking after that dog like mm-hmm. you would any dog i mean i have to be responsible for my chihuahua she's yeah. feisty yeah. so i have to be responsible for her <clears throat> and that means that i control space i can i manage the environment i control space so that she she will protect my property i like her protecting my property mm-hmm. i do and she's allowed <clears throat> to bark when the doorbell rings she is allowed to bark and then mm-hmm. after four or five barks thank you i take over you've done your job great right. you've alerted me and i love it yeah um so that's my responsibility. And so, yes, it's really hard to tell your neighbor, look, I mean, I would just, I would be honest yeah, and not judgmental, just honest, say, look, I just, I really fear dogs and I do fear pit bulls. And um, 
and and that really frightened me when your dog came up and i think if that the neighbor is has any kind of respect at all mm-hmm. then they'll listen to that and and manage the environment accordingly but this whole idea of how do you get over your fear there is there's go to holly's house or <laughs> come on over where oh, she's in texas i'm not too she's far in away texas okay um there are some such wonderful pit bulls and i mean mm-hmm. i i have a friend of mine deborah wagner she has bud the pit who is mm-hmm. just the most wonderful i mean i put him on my facebook sometimes and he just gets so many likes and there's everybody loves bud but it would be lovely if you could find a good rescue in your area or someone in your area who's very knowledgeable about the type and can allow you to meet a couple of ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think she needs. But let's not sugarcoat this, okay? Unfortunately, because of poor breeding and mm-hmm. because there are so many people there <clears throat> that are just irresponsible and reckless owners out there, there are these dogs that are used for protection, that are not well socialized, that have been abused, that are neglected, and they uh, attract the wrong type of people. And unfortunately, it seems like um, it's the pit bull that, attra- that is kind of getting the brunt of mm-hmm. all of the bad press. Well, it is. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, we've, we've got, I just noticed there was a, a video this week that I posted on Facebook about a Rottweiler growling with mm-hmm. a kid. And I, I'd like to talk about that next week, actually. But And so, unfortunately, there are a lot of negative experiences people do with people that mistreat these dogs. But the actual pit bull is a feisty, <clears throat> wonderful, fun-loving, loyal, mm-hmm. great companion. And so, again, we know it's people that have ch- that have changed some of them. But I really wish that she was here so that I could take her under my wing and tell her, you know, it's okay. Well, it's okay to feel fear. But now we're going to show you the other, the other, other side. side. Yeah. You know, um, when, before we got our pit bull mix and, or, you know, right when we got it, we, I did a lot of research and um, they used to call them nanny dogs. Yeah, they did. And if you go back to the turn of the century, uh, 1800s into 1900s, um, they, you look at pictures of little kids and they're all, a lot of them are standing with pit bull. Because history had shown before they became known for dog fighting, they were actually nanny dogs because they were protective. They were good watch dogs. They would, and I noticed that in my dog, when my nephew would come over. Now, you know, I don't care what kind of dog it is, whether it's a poodle, a chihuahua, or you know, a Great Dane. You never leave a child with a dog, but I would be there supervising, and you know, my nephew would be kind of crawling around, and I'm on the floor with my nephew, and my pit bull would watch and if he got too close to something she thought was dangerous she would put herself in between mm-hmm. whether it was you know like the corner of the bed or whatever they're so instinctual they're actually great dogs for that yeah so they do have this kind little spirit and you know in rereading her question it says my neighbor's pit came at me but did it come at her to say hello yeah. and get pet and maybe talk to your next door neighbor if it's a sweet pit. Maybe you just need to get to know the next door neighbor's mm-hmm. pit bull. If it wasn't coming at you to hurt you or attack you, it just came over because it wanted to say hello like any dog. Maybe you could talk to your neighbor about, be honest about your fear, and maybe your neighbor would help you get over it and say, sure, you know, come and you can be in the same room, you know, keep yourself set. But just know that that dog's not going to try and eat you. 
Yeah. If you're there. Yeah, and I think with sinophobia, which is the fear of dogs. What is that? Fear of dogs. What's the name of it? Sinophobia. Sinophobia. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I think it's that there's an issue here, and the, the problem is that when you're fearful of dogs, you give off that vibe, which mm. can make dogs, some dogs, feel unconfident around you mm-hmm. or insecure around you. So your whole body language gets very tense. Your breathing gets very shallow. You're, you give off those sort of fear smells, mm-hmm. which a dog can smell. So you uh. have to really kind of breathe and just relax and... Um, Choose some mint, apparently that, that can help, and just relax whilst you're greeting so that you don't have give off these fear signals, yeah. stress signals mm-hmm. that humans do. Well, I think that's what we should do into the new year. <laughs> Everybody relax, breathe, and choose some mint. How about that? Oh, God. <laughs> some good advice, and uh, hopefully everybody now. Um, you know what would be really cool, like for everybody, Neil, Brianna, everyone? You know, we, we Vic gives the advice. We never really find out what happens. So if you could follow up maybe and shoot us an email, we'd love to do some updates to see how you're doing. Like maybe, Brianna, you and the next door neighbor's pit are like, best of friends and you're walking and Neil in Texas we'd love to know what kind of dog you ended up with and whether or not you have a girlfriend slash boyfriend because we know some great people here in Atlanta anyway so go to positively.com and email us back if you would and let us know how it's going and uh hey everybody if you're playing the lottery good luck remember us yes please do remember we want that place in Montana thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.